Hey, this is Lori from Hike, where we explore, wander, and live. The definition of a trailblazer is a person who blazes a trail for others to follow through unsettled country or wilderness, a pathfinder, one that blazes a trail to guide others. At 83 years, Clayton Pannell has put a lot of miles on his hiking boots. Not only has he completed a through hike on the Appalachian Trail in 1995, but my guest today has worked on scouting, creating, and maintaining the Benton Mackay Trail. The name Benton Mackay might be familiar to you, but maybe not. Mackay helped pioneer the idea of land preservation for recreation and conservation purposes. He was a strong advocate of balancing human needs and those of nature. And he's also best known for being the originator of the Appalachian Trail. The Benton Mackay Trail, or BMT, was also named after him. And to give you some background on the trail, it's nearly 300 miles in its blaze in White Diamond. It was created by the Benton Mackay Trail Association. And some key facts are that it runs from Springer Mountain in Georgia to Davenport Gap in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. The lowest elevation is 765 feet, and that occurs at the crossing of the Hiawassee River in Tennessee, and the highest elevation is the 5,843-foot summit of Mount Sterling in the Great Smoky Mountains of North Carolina. You can find resources to the trail map and a bunch of other great information in my show notes. So now take a listen to my interview with Clayton Panel, who definitely fits the definition of a trailblazer. So first, I guess, let me introduce you, Clayton Pannell. I know the edu- educated people call it Pannell. Pannell, <laughs> okay. So um, have you lived here all your life? No. Okay. I was transferred here out of Maryland with J.M. Huber in 71. Uh, this is a beautiful, we're in Etowah, and it's a really beautiful part of Tennessee. <laughs> I can tell you, I drove up the 411, and it, okay. was, it was really... You come from Atlanta? Yes, I came okay. from that area. So what made you settle here? Uh, I always liked East Tennessee. I grew up in Virginia, mm-hmm. and I never could find a job out here. So I went to Maryland and got a job, and they transferred me. Okay. Yeah. And then you just decided to stay. Oh, yeah. So, um, I guess, tell me, Clayton, about your connection with the Benton McKay Trail. Gosh, it starts back in the 80s. Let's you know anything about Benton McKay? Well, he sketched out the Appalachian Trail, right? Okay. Okay. And did you know that he planned it to be on the western ridge of the Blue Ridge and not the east? No, so tell and me about that. when he built the... The Appalachian Trail, it ended up on the Easter side. And so the Bent Mackay is actually... Oh, Mackay. So that's how you... Yeah. So I've been saying Mackay this whole time. Okay. okay. But it doesn't matter. Okay. But anyway, they decided in 1980, a group out of Atlanta, to build it on the western ridge of the Blue Ridge. And they started at Springer Mountain, where the Bent Mackay Trail started. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they went east and then crossed back across the Bent Mackay and came up what was the old Duncan Ridge Trail. Well, it's still the Duncan Ridge Trail, and they used a portion of it. And the Duncan Ridge Trail 
was uh, built because they were supposed to uh, reroute the Blue Ridge Parkway down there and take the Appalachian Trail. And this was supposed to replace it. But they canceled the, the extension of the Blue Ridge Parkway so the Appalachian Trail didn't move over to Duncan Ridge. And we use a portion of it. And then it swings to the west and comes up to Tennessee. They started in 1980, and uh, I found out about the trail, and I was actually considering doing some work on the Appalachian Trail. I never did tell them that, but when I found out about this, it was closer, mm -hmm. and uh, I worked with them down there several years. So basically, you were help cutting, blazing the trail, making oh, yeah, it Oh, yeah, I helped build some of the trail down there, and I maintained some trail down there for a while. And then, after they got closer to completion, I gave up that section of trail down there and started working on the trail route through Tennessee. And it took us about 10 years to get it approved. And some of the reason was that uh, certain people in the Bent Mackay were not uh, pushing the trail like others were. So... Uh, before 95, we got the trail into Tennessee from the state line down to the Okoy Powerhouse. And that was supposed to be at one time the northern terminal of Bent Mackay. And I kept pushing and hounding the Forest Service. And I finally got one of them to say, you need the trail to go through Lawrenceville, Tennessee. And that was the first word I got of moving a trail north of uh, Highway 64. Okay, so it goes through Reliance. Yes. Um, and follows the river for a little while, right? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. But uh, from we go from 64, we go up to the drop-on lead. We use other trails that we can use. And then from the drop-on lead, we had to establish and build a trail all the way to Reliance. And uh, one of the things we come by is Lost Creek Campground. That's a place where people can camp. Okay. It's a very primitive, primitive area. Also, there's a campground at uh, Thunder Rock where people can camp. And a good parking area there. And then when we get Reliance, uh, one of your big things with a trail is across a major stream. So we had three choices, 68 the powerhouse uh, bridge, the swinging bridge, and Reliance. So we used Reliance because it was that. And then we used a portion of the John Muir Trail. It starts at Childers Creek. And it goes up the river. And it goes all the way past Coker Creek. And it goes up the John, the Unicorn Mountain Trail. And the Unicorn Mountain Trail, there's actually three of them. One of them's a hiking trail, and you can hike on all three. Mm -hmm. And the next one is a motorcycle trail. We're using a section of the motorcycle trail, and uh, we've had good results with them. And we've got a new group of motorcycle riders that are supposed to take that trail over and maintain it for us. And then we go to the Unicorn Mountain Horse Trail. And uh, from the Unicorn Mountain 
we go to Doc Rogers' place, a man that was uh, a doctor in uh, Monroe County, but he had a place up on top of the mountain. And from there, we extend the trail over to Sled Runner Gap and uh, follow the state line more over to uh, Beaver Dam Ball. And from Beaver Dam Ball, we come out at the Teleco River Hatchery and we cross the river there. And then uh, we go up uh, by Weeks Meadows and come out on the Cherahela Byway. And from there, we originally had to take the route down the Potterstack Trail and down Slick Rock Creek, but they have gotten approval now to take it down uh, Naked Ground and Hayo into uh, Topoka. And from Topoka, where we crossed the river on the 129 bridge and went through Third Land. We had a long road walk there and they got it moved over from uh, Topoka to Montana on the old AT that was, and then from uh, there they call across Fontana Dam with mm -hmm. the AT and then they swing east and end up at Davenport Gap. So how many people do you, uh would you say volunteer to maintain it or, or how many, you know, do, do I you don't even know? know in Tennessee. Yeah. I've been, you see, I'm getting old. I'm 83. So I don't do a lot of uh, trail work anymore. We did go out Saturday and did a little on uh, John Muir from Childers Creek to Big Bend. The Hiawassee Hiking Club maintains that section of trail. And we've had a lot of trouble with water there in the last spring. Have you been on all of the the entire trail? Uh, the Bent Mackay, mm -hmm. I have not been on the so Smoky section. <laughs> so the Smokies was the only piece yeah. that you didn't... And uh, I never hiked the old AT because uh, when we were building trail, I got permission from Alcoa Topoca Land Company to build the section through their property. And that was one of my things. I got a trail here and I need one here. I need to combine them. So uh, I kept pushing that. So do you feel like a lot of your work had been that negotiation, just trying to get people to, <laughs> well, to yeah. work with you? Well, the route that we're on now from Bob Ball down to Topoka, the woman from uh, the Fire Service in North Carolina more or less told me, you go this way over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Far Gap and down that way. But then uh, after they've uh, negotiated and all, they've got a better route. The big thing uh, going the way we were going was across from Slick Rock Creek. It could be that deep when the water was down. Wow. You know, there's people that end up doing the entire, uh, is it 300 miles? Yes, right at right 297. 297. <laughs> so what do you think about that, the the people that are, are going and trying to, to complete it all at once? Uh, there will be more of those. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a more primitive trail than the AT. The AT is more a social trail. You've got all these people. But sometimes you on the, the bit my car, you may not see another person for a, a day or so. And then when you get to places like Reliance and the Children's Creek section of it is real 
used a lot because you have fishermen in there and it has uh, access to vehicles on each end of it. During your, your work of maintaining the trail, you've come across some of the, the through hikers? Yeah, uh, we met one uh, not long ago, Ruth and I did. He was crossing the bridge down at the uh, Okoye River and heading north, but I don't see many of them. Do you get out, out on the trail still? Uh, yeah, but I'm getting old. I've had mm -hmm. uh, two heart surgeries and I, and I have a pacemaker now. So I'm limited quite a bit. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite section of the trail, would you say? <laughs> Do you have a favorite section? <laughs> uh, well, for the river walk, uh, would be Silders Creek up to uh, the Narrows. Probably would be best not to put that in okay. your book or your... Yeah. And actually, uh, Ruth, uh, my wife, leads a hike up there every fall. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So you said you started the work in the 80s. Yes, in the 80s. How long did it take to get the trail established to be officially <laughs> recognized? I can't answer that. No. <laughs> uh, recognized where? Well, um, I guess... You see, it was recognized in Georgia first. Okay. In that 1980. So it started out in Georgia, it was recognized, but was it... How old is it officially, like from... 1980. 1980, okay. okay. And uh, I'm not sure what year they finished to... Uh, Thunder Rock, but I believe it's around 91. So is Thunder Rock the... Uh, That's the uh, Okoy River and okay. Highway 64. See, we can't... The original, they got permission to go to the Georgia State Line, which is Double Spring Gap. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we worked on getting a section through. And finally, we got a dip down there and built the trail. It was a pretty good job building the trail down into Thunder Rock because of the steep grade and all. But done a pretty good job on it. So what does it take to, to do that type of work to, to build a trail? Like, you know, for someone like me, you, you kind of, you know, what do you scout out or kind of see, you know, follow a ridge or, you know, what are some of the things okay. you consider? If you're flagging a trail, you mm -hmm. will probably do at least three scouting trips before you even hang a flag. Like when uh, we got from uh, Darpon Lead over to the Deep Gap, there's power lines, there's nothing that goes to Reliance. So I had to go back up on the ridge and come down into Pounty Flats area. And uh, that made a fairly decent trail. But you see, I came down and then had to go back up to get a route to Reliance. So how, uh... Have you been injured while you were doing any scouting trips? Well, I've had been injured a couple of times. I've had a few <laughs> stitches, but not studying. Okay. <laughs> what are some things for someone who wants to hike the Benton Mackay Trail? What What are some things that you should be prepared for? You should be prepared to be a solo hiker if you're by yourself. That means spending night by yourself a lot of times. Uh, there is one friend of Ruth's that has done the whole trail, and uh, she's done sections of it, but she did spend the night out by herself. On the trail, that would be one thing. You need to be sufficient because if you're out there 
and there's nobody going to be there for a day or two, what happens? you got to be taking care of yourself. There's only two shelters on the Bent Lakine. One of them is in Georgia, and I think the other one's in the Smokies. Oh, so you're basically You will do your, your camping. Have to do your camping. Uh, on the Teleco River, it's about a mile down to the, a motel and a store there, but it's pretty remote. You were talking about the Appalachian Trail being the social trail, and... Yeah, I hiked the 1895. Oh, you did? Yes. So, all the way through? Yeah. Oh, okay. So tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me how the... Uh, well, I started uh, in March. I worked at Huber and every morning I'd look up at the mountain and say, what would it be like to be in the woods this morning? And I figured if it was pretty on the third weekend, second or third weekend in March, you can hike. And I started about the 12th of March at Springer Mountain. And I also started with a guy named Lynn Lee from Chattanooga. We never did finish together, but we never did fall out or anything. We just did things different. So how long uh, did it take you to complete it that year? 178 days. That was a little over 12 miles a day. I took about three weeks off in August and came home and rested up and done some uh, family reunions and then went back. And I finished the 28th of September. So it was still good to be in Maine at that point? Uh, I think by October the 15th they closed the trail on Mount Katahdin. Uh, I was pretty strong in my legs. I carried a lot of weight. People don't do that anymore. <laughs> How heavy was your pack, would you say? Uh, when I went in the wilderness of Maine, it was 70 pounds. Wow. I didn't go far until I sat down and started eating. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually had more weight and more food than I really needed there. So what do you feel like you you learned from that experience, or did it change you at all? <laughs> well, I came home and... Uh, then I was elected president of Ben McCoy for two years <laughs> <laughs> and started working on it serious again. Yeah. And uh, we didn't get approval of the Ben McCoy north of the Elkhorn River until December of uh, 2003. So that's a long period of time there to work. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend that everyone once in their life should try to do a long distance hike? That has to be an individual thing. Yeah. Like on the AT, you see people. Uh, on the AT, most of the people that were old got up and moved early. Mm-hmm. That was a good thing. Because here comes a young one. Fine. If you had trouble, there was somebody behind you. I never did need anything like that. But then the roughest place on the AT was probably, what was it? There's a gorge up there, and you went through it, and it took about a hour to get through a mile of it. Oh wow. Mahoosie Gorge. So you, you went ahead and you did that and was your wife at, at home during that time or did she come uh, out? Yeah my trip? first wife. Your first wife, oh, okay. Uh, Ruth is my second All wife. Right. Uh, she passed away in uh, 2013. Oh I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, we did use mail drops on that. Uh, I had uh, all the boxes lined out and the addresses on them. And I had uh, some of them fixed. But then when I got up in northern Virginia and found some of the food items from the grocery store were running out of date. So she fixed the last few boxes and typed them up and mailed them. You said you started out with someone from Chattanooga. Yes. But you didn't finish together. No, he went on. Well, 
we just did things different and uh, we was always friends when we met on the trail or something. Like I stopped off in Virginia a couple of days, my hometown state there and visited some friends and all. Did you end up hiking with a few others for most of the time or just kind of didn't, did your own thing? Well, sometimes we did. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the hermit uh, was a lawyer from down in uh, Georgia. No, he's from Florida. Yeah, we hiked with so others. What was your trail name? Dutchman. Dutchman. Okay. <laughs> and how did you get that? Well, I picked it myself okay. when I was a kid. They always called me Dutchman, so I figured I just might as well use it. And what was your favorite section? Or did you have one that just stood out? I liked them all. You liked them all? Probably the most challenging was the White Mountains mm-hmm. and the Mountain the Maine. They were different up there. Because it was so rocky, they couldn't grade trails. They just went up, up and over. And, yeah. Well, there's some sections you can hike here on the Bent Mackay. I think I might go check out by the John Muir Wilderness Recreation Trail. Okay. On my way back. Well, from Childers Creek, uh, I don't think the river's up. We had a lot of trouble there with river this spring with rain going Childers Creek. And the next section's right pretty. After you leave Big Bend going on up the river, it goes up and crosses a road and goes up on a ridge, and you get a pretty good view of the river there. So where would that be? The Hiawassee River. Hiawassee River. I'll have to check that out. (laughs) So you're going to hike today? Yes, I'm going to change. I got my hiking boots in the car. Okay. And I'm going to go out and hike. And another pretty section is uh, Lost Creek Campground. You can go back in there and hike down to Lost Creek. It's a large creek, and it's got a lot of pretty places along. So you still, so you're not president, obviously, anymore of the the association, but you still participate in some of the activities, right? Well, I'm a member of the Cherokee Hiking Club. Okay, so Cherokee Hiking Club. And I'm also a lifetime member of the Bent Okay. They gave me a lifetime membership getting a trail through. Do you ever have a chance to, to speak to some of the younger hikers who are kind of interested <laughs> in learning more or oh, kind yeah. of giving your wisdom? I do several interviews. There was one down at the state park that uh, Ruth went down. We did talk to her about the Bentley They said your wife, she's also a hiker. Yes. And she, you said she would lead some hikes. Uh, yeah, but she don't do backpack hair and So for the listeners who... I can share this with what would be kind of just sum up, you know, the essence of the the Benton Mackay Trail. Okay, some of the trails uh, there's a couple of steep sections. One coming out of Georgia is very steep, and the one out of sixty four is another steep. Uh, sum it up, the trail's pretty good. You're not going to see as good a maintenance as you do on the AT because we don't have the people. Or the the people are not hiking as much. And one caution you might consider is the annual growth in the fall. It gets pretty rough on some of the higher elevations. Okay. Like Big Frog and the State Line Trail from uh, Sandy Gap over to uh, Slade Runner Gap. That could be a little challenging sometimes. So where do you like to go when you do want to get out into the woods? (laughs) 
I think I don't pick one time to go all the time. I probably do more on the John Muir Trail okay. than anywhere else. Anywhere else, and that's just uh, because it's near the river. It has uh, it's a river. It's pretty close. close. It's what about nineteen miles, I think. Okay. Also, uh, there's a trail head uh, one ninety on Star Mountain. We use it some, but not often. And there's one uh, one ninety one that goes up to Little Waterfall. And then the campground down there at Hiawassee Okoy River has a mile trail around it, so sometimes we'll go down there and do a mile or two there. What's your favorite time of the year for de Havilland to kind of be out there? And... I kind of like the spring. Mm-hmm. There's some really beautiful wildflowers <laughs> yeah. out right now. <laughs> we have quite a few wildflowers on the John Muir. Uh, part of it's muddy. Uh, so, uh, Saturday, I wouldn't... Uh, put the people on the trail from uh, about a little over halfway through there's a big rock and you go around it mm-hmm. and then the trail gets muddy some from our uh, okay. and we had uh, five young ladies and uh, third leaders on the trail so we didn't do that section we did from there up to the bluffs. So when you're doing the trail maintenance are you basically like getting some of the blowdowns out of the way. You got it all to do. <laughs> so, what's a typical, what's a typical maintenance for, well, for uh... First, you got to look for the bad blowdowns. Mm-hmm. We got some on the John Muir, but we didn't bother those. We didn't have anybody to solve. But uh, then uh, you do the lopping and the clearing of trail. And then uh, some places, You'll have to go in and do some uh, reconstruction of the trail where it gets too bad. So you usually, you've got to figure out what you need. If uh, you're leading a tra- uh, work trip, you need to go in there and see what needs to be done. So do a little bit of scouting ahead of time oh, yeah. to make sure you're, yeah. you got the right thing. Uh, we have some, actually... Uh, do you ever uh, see any bear out there? Yeah. yeah. I don't fear bears. I would be more concerned about a hog. So there's some wild hogs. We do have wild hogs. What do you do when you see one? <laughs> <laughs> they usually smell me and leave. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know with bear you're supposed to be loud and yeah. clap your hands yeah. and tell them to you know go well, away. Yeah, I was hiking to John Muir one time from Childers Creek in, and there was people hog hunting in there at the time. I went all the way through and time I went through and came back, I had me about four or five dogs with me. And uh, they went down to a place and stopped at the river, and I never did understand that. And I got to talking to the hunters, and they said when they got to running the hog, it would swim across the river and get away from them. Oh. If it's on the other side of the river, they swim back. Oh. <laughs> and you need to be cautious of snakes. Okay. So watch where you're, where you're headed. Yeah. Well, a lot of times I wore snake gators. So what kind of snakes are uh, around? I have seen uh, copperheads on the John Muir. I've been it reported that there was a rattlesnake on it. I've never seen him. And uh, most of the time you're pretty safe around a snake, but he's the one that decides whether he's going to strike or not. <laughs> well, I will be watching out for the snakes well, and hopefully I don't run into any hogs. Well, you, you don't, but there is always a possibility. The old uh, boar hogs have tushes that come out of their mouth like this, and they can uh, use them very efficiently. And then you have to be concerned with the sows that's got little ones. Kind of similar to But uh, the, uh... to see them, you probably won't. Very seldom I ever see one. Okay. A lot of times you see where they've been, 
where they've really tearing it up. Stuff like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm hoping to hike a couple little sections so I can talk a little bit about the hiking as well as, yeah. of course, our conversation. I like to hike when you go in and mud gap on that trail byway. Mm-hmm. There's about a mile and a half up the weeds. Yeah, that's when I did. That's the one you did. It was muddy. Was it? <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> there were sections that were pretty muddy yeah. and water standing, you know, a lot of water in there, but from the springs we, and kind of running down. When we came out to Mud Gap, we came back in and there was a big rock quarry up there. And to start with, they wouldn't let us go through it. So we was routing the trail around it. Before we got the trail built, they let us through the rock quarry. Mm-hmm. It's just a big open field now. Yeah, it's really pretty up there. I didn't realize that there was a road, like a forest service road that comes all the way up too. At Weeks Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And so that's the one that's It's the a trail... long way to get there, but yeah. it, you can get there. Okay. Yeah, that was my first time in uh, that area and it, it was really pretty. I saw one person coming down. Oh, did you? But it was, it was a beautiful day. It's been beautiful this week. Oh, yeah. And uh, no one, you know, maybe some motorcycle riders, a couple here or there, but it was <laughs> it was a very quiet drive. So as I was sitting there and really listening to Clayton, I started to understand the huge effort it took to put together the Benton Mackay Trail. And I asked him a little more about the time he spent actually putting the trail together with others. Yeah, when we were building the trail up here, we were... Uh working three days a week. Mm-hmm. Some of us have retired and uh, took us 10 years to get it approved and two years to build. Was it a core group of you or did people come and go? Or... Uh, both. Both. We had the core group mm-hmm. that went out three times a week or we tried to. And uh, then on, uh, of course, anybody could come anytime. And then one day, one Saturday on a week, uh, a month, we'd go out and do it. Saturday work trip. So I'm sure you've logged many, many, many miles <laughs> <laughs> working those sections. Well, we were doing so much scouting and all. A fellow after he retired said they sent him out to spy on us to see what we were doing in the woods. <laughs> he didn't tell me that until after he retired. But I knew when we were out there scouting trail, he would not have any input to it at all. Really? He just wanted to know what was going on. So I see here in your office you have you have certificate appreciation from the Cherokee Hiking Club. Uh-huh. You have your the Benton Mackay Trail Association. Here's the lifetime membership. Lifetime membership. Award of lifetime membership. You have the map of the yeah. Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Appreciation of leadership as club president for the Cherokee Hiking Club. Yeah, I've been uh, president of the Hamasi Hiking Club and the Cherokee Club. There's one in the living room you may want to see. Distinguished Service Award given with affection and gratitude for, to Clayton Panel for unstinting effort in the 90s and early 21st century to establish the Benton Mackay Trail in Tennessee and North Carolina. Your service and leadership with land managers in the U.S. FS and the NPS led to completion of the trail. We are forever in debt to you for this accomplishment. I thought that was pretty nice. That is really nice. The Benton Mackay Trail Association. Well, it's definitely, it's people like you who put your service <laughs> out there for other people to enjoy. And well, not, I mean, so many people hike the trail, they have no idea what goes into creating it, maintaining it. Well, what we need is uh, trail maintainers now. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time today. 
Thank you again to Clayton Panel and the Benton Mackay Trail Association for taking the time to inform me and all my listeners about the BMT. If you are interested in learning more, please visit the show notes where there's a lot of resources to learn and also info on how to hike it and volunteer. And if you have hiked the BMT, drop me a line and let me know what your favorite part was. And lastly, this show wouldn't be what it is without your feedback and support. Please drop me a line on social media or leave me a review for the podcast. And you can find all the resources to connect with me in my show notes. Until next time, see you on the trail. Mm -hmm.